It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to monday.com. Logan, Logan Paul rocked up out front with like an entire entourage. Posse. Posse, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then he uh, came into the lobby and him and him and JJ had their first face-off. The Lockie puts in the, in the group chat that we had, he was like, bro, we got Dan Bilzerian's jet. And suddenly there's a helicopter overhead and everything is shut down. The police like literally raided and were like, everyone must leave now. NDAs, unlimited alcohol, Dan Bilzerian, private jets, all these things that we're going to be talking about today because we're going to do a bit of, we're, we're going to take a little bit of a juicy topic that we've been meaning to do for a little while, which is talking all about the YouTube party scene. And let me tell you, there are some stories there. It is a crazy, <laughs> crazy place. It is. We have some stories. I feel like the YouTube party scene is one of the things that people want to know about if you're not in it, because it's something that I think you see little snippets of, but you never really get to see the full picture. And so I think today we're going to get relatively juicy, probably the juiciest we've ever got on an episode and talk about the experiences we've had from Elliot as a wee inexperienced party goer at his first E3 in LA to some of the more recent parties we've had in Vegas and things, New York man. with some of our friends. I've there seen things. Far out. We've had some bloody funny times. Aggressive and so nights. We're going to get... We're going to get into it all today. You know, what? come to think of it, it's um, a miracle think, that we actually remember enough to tell these stories, but... Honestly, when we were prepping for this episode, I went through my Instagram stories archive of like two years ago at some of these nights, and I was like, God. And it's like, it's so weird. <laughs> it's like one of those things where it's it's a story, it, like, you know, those like drunken memories where I'm like, oh my God, yeah, that actually happened. I, like that had been, that was so deep buried in my brain. I don't know whether it tried to bury certain things out of trauma or, you know, whatever. But yeah, look, there's a lot of fun stuff to talk about. And I, I guess the, the best the best place to start is um, going to be introducing everyone getting into to the, them. Yeah, get, getting in. But also the idea of E3, because what you're going to hear is uh, a lot of stories that are definitely centered around E3, which is the big gaming convention that happens in L.A. every year. Now, why? is the centered around E3. Well, generally throughout the year, everyone's spread all over the world, right? You know, you got YouTubers from all over America, Europe, us down in Australia. E3 is probably the biggest gaming event that happens. And therefore it is when all the different YouTubers kind of come together in one spot. And that one spot is LA, which has a bit of a reputation for putting on a decent party every now and again. So <laughs> when you're at E3, there are really two parts to it. Part one is... E3, where by day you go to a convention, you check out a couple of unreleased games, and normally it's relatively underwhelming. The press conferences are cool, but and the main the reason, yeah, that's, that's the excuse. What, that's the excuse for everyone being there for the week. Yeah, but the but real reason people go there is not for E3. In fact, I think the past two E3s that I've been to, I think the first couple of years I went, it was like <laughs> a really cool, fun experience. The last two E3s I've been to, I reckon I've spent a cumulative hour actually at e3 and the rest of the time 
I was not at E3. I was just in LA with everyone else who was in LA. Um, <laughs> yeah. But basically... So it's a fucking week. It's like yeah. you get all these people that work by themselves all the time and suddenly they're in one city with all these other people who are taking like one of their only holidays of the year and everyone is down to get lit basically. So it's a whole thing. And I think one of the biggest things of that week is getting on the list to these parties. So there are parties every single night. Oftentimes there's like three parties in one night. And, and you have to like plan your party week. night. You'd be like, okay, we're going to go to the YouTube party. Oh and then like the YouTube party normally like will get a bit chill later on. But then the Twitch party will get crunk. So we're going to go to the Twitch party after. And then like trying to coordinate <laughs> everything is, yeah, it's crazy. And most people spend a lot of the time of the week finessing their way onto the lists for these parties. So there's like a bunch of different companies that are throwing parties throughout the week. And the hustle is so real to make sure that you get on the list. And there's so much of the week spent, like actually the weeks before, but so much of it comes down to the on the day, on the oh night Oh my God, hustle, the on the day hustle like, is insane. Because if there's one like, thing- are you going to the Twitch party? It's like, I'm not on the list. It's like, do you have a plus one? Do yeah. you know someone that can get me in? Have you DM'd this person on Twitter? Because here's the weird thing. Like everyone who's a YouTuber wants to feel acknowledged. They want to feel special. They don't want to feel like they're not cool <laughs> enough to do what all the other cool kids are doing. So- if there's a party happening and you've got friends or other YouTubers who are going to that party, you don't want to be like, oh, look, I'm not cool enough to get an invite. Like, you want to go to that. Also, it's a party and it's normally open bar, so you just want to go to it flat out. But I think the, um, yeah, yeah, the crazy thing is is those days before. It's like, oh, what are you going to? Oh, I'm going to the Twitch party tonight. Oh, my God. How'd you get on the list for the Twitch party? Oh, this, this, that. Okay, oh, who can I talk to? Oh, that's your person to talk to? Okay, I'm going to talk to them. And it's like this whole back and forth. Like, it's an absolute wild hustle and people are like oh dude can you like dm your hookup and like ask him to sort me out and he's like oh dude i already like got him like six people he already got me like six extras like i can't do any more and you're like come on it's anyway long story short getting into these parties is an absolute grind and it can be really really hard it oh my (laughs) god it is so much fun because somehow I swear it's like a miracle. Like every single time there's a big party, you you think you're not going to get in. And then I swear nine times out of 10, a miracle happens at the 11th hour. And it's like, <laughs> and someone that you run into is like, oh yeah, I got this spare wristband. You get in. Anyway, long story short, rewinding it all the way back. Uh, my first ever E3 where I basically knew no one. I was over there with... Um, uh, a few other like Aussie journalist people who are more in their like 30s though and the the Aussie journalists are really really nice but they probably don't go to the like YouTube more focused parties as they're much. They're not getting they, lit with the kids. They're not getting lit. They're not getting down. They're having beers in the hotel lobby which you know is great but it was my first E3. I was on the hustle. I needed to get into the parties with the cool kids because this is back where like if I saw a YouTuber that I'd watched I would be like starstruck you know. And those parties, that's where the YouTubers are. So beyond just being a party and beyond any of those other things we talked about before, at this stage, it was like, oh my God, this is a chance to like meet people and like casually segue into conversations with them in a social setting and pretend like I'm totally not (laughs) freaking out about the fact that I've watched them for five years. Um, And yeah, I remember the first ever, man, my, 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 my like party YouTube party experience got off to like one of the weirdest starts 
because the first like real proper one I have any memory of going to was the Monster Cat party. Monster Cat throws this legendary party pretty much every single E3 where um, they- And it's hide... usually on the first night. Yeah, yeah. It's normally early on where everyone's still fresh. So everyone's like, and everyone's like keen and hyped to get going. They normally have like, they hire out. It's the same nightclub every year. It's just, they put on the craziest party and they get like insane DJs for it. It's always just like the one that people want to get into. And, um, but the thing was, I didn't really know anyone then yet. Uh, I was really not big enough to actually ever get an invite for it. But luckily, the party had two levels. It had the ground floor, which was like kind of like general admission, where at this at this stage on that year, I think it was like when you rock up at the door, you can go in. Then it had the VIP level, which was like invite only. I went into the GA level. And I remember the first funny part of that story was when I got there on the night, obviously in Australia, the drinking age is 18. Like you, you have to be 18. You can go out and do whatever you want. I was 20 when this happened and I'd totally forgotten that, uh, the drinking <laughs> age in America was 21 anyway. But, but, uh, but it was like, as I got up to the door and the guy was doing all the ID checks after I'd lined up for half an hour, I was like, Oh crap, it's 21. I'm 20. I'm absolutely screwed. But I was like, shit, I'm in too deep right now. I give him my ID and he looks at it. And I swear, I still vividly remember him staring at it for like 10, 20 seconds. It felt like. And then he handed Time it back. slowed to, down. And then he handed it back to me. It was like, go in. And I was like, wait, what happened? I'm so confused. And then I remembered. Australia does their, uh, like their date thing. We go day, month, year. Like a logical person. America is a bunch of crazy people. And for some reason that doesn't make sense, they go month, day, year. So he saw my ID mm. and he, I think he just got confused. He couldn't tell because I was in the right year, but I just hadn't actually because my birthday's later in the uh, year. I hadn't swapped over yet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway, long story short, so by a complete confusion of month and day, I managed to get into my first YouTube party. Sorry, my first uh, E3 party. And I wasn't even of age yet. So that was a great win. Anyway, though, I think... Love that. Yeah, yeah. That was like... I I'd already met... Uh, and I think... Um, yeah, you know, I'm, I'm going to go through this story relatively quickly because i feel like there's so many bigger and cooler stories but this one's so funny to me just because of how weird like a time this was i don't know who remembers and who really was in the youtube scene like four or five years ago you might remember a, a name uh called zoe Berger and celestia vega i believe her name is and anyway they were these like it was this trend of these like youtubers who started this like like this thing going where it was like when I hit a million subscribers, I'm going to drop my nudes. Like, and it was like, so it was this thing where their content was like really non-existent, but it was just the first time where there was like, um, you know, like a girl like that on YouTube. And there was this like thing going, it was like, we need to get her to a million subscribers because then, you know, like nudes in a million. And it was this whole big thing on YouTube at the time. Anyway, get into this party. Uh, and I remember I was chatting a lot with Jordy and Azzy because they, at that point, like I'd met them really recently, but um, you know, Jordy was a really cool guy and he was very, uh, very accepting and friendly and easy to, easy to yeah. chat with. So I spent a lot of time talking to him. Anyway, at some point, and this is the part where I'm gonna remove and add a little bit of anonymity because I feel like it would be a, <laughs> it would be a, a dick move otherwise. There was a Twitch streamer there who was at the time, I would say one of the most well-known uh, streamers on the platform. 
uh, did a lot of like um, IRL content, especially. Anyway, he, um, at some point, our groups merged and he was chatting with Zoe Berger and Celestia Vega and uh, me and Jordy and uh, Azzy were kind of chatting with him, like kind of merged those groups together and we were talking. Anyway, as we enter the convo, I hear this unnamed Twitch streamer once again talking about his sick, like, uh, Hollywood like pad that was like a penthouse apartment and how like oh my god man i've got like bottles everywhere and it's just like absolutely sick it's like got the best view of the of the hills and it's like this insane pad like you girls have got to come back like he's clearly like trying to lay it Flexing on hard. trying to lay it on so thick to get these girls who are a little bit notorious right to to come to come back to his place so at least mm -hmm. you know like he can like keep the conversation going maybe you know um Anyway, uh, so they say. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Anyway, um, I, I think, uh, anyway, at some point, the conversation moved to all right, like this party's winding down a bit. Um, let's go check out his apartment. And I think the thing was that because, like, every it, it became a group conversation, there was no neat way for him to be like, oh no, I'm just gonna go back with the girls. No one else the is girls. invited <laughs> because the girls would have been like, what the hell? No, that's weird. Like, we're having a chat with everyone, like, everyone's coming. So, anyway, we all pile into these escalades out the front of the party. And we go to Hollywood. You're like, this is my first day. I'm like, uh, I'm not dude, I was, I was just there, and I was like, this, this shit just doesn't happen in Australia, man. Like, <laughs> legitimately, I was, I was a hundred percent, just like, I was like, I'm, I'm following this train. Like, this is gonna, this could go to a really weird place, or this could go nowhere. I just like, I need to know, you know, like, this is just. Like, I didn't know that these things that I normally only, like, <laughs> see in, like, TV shows and hear about is, like, people, this actually happens. Anyway. You're like, I'm about to go to this massive streamer's oh penthouse. Oh, my God. And I was like, and I was like, and it's like. alcohol all night yeah. with these girls. Yeah, and I was like, this could get really, really weird. Anyway, um, I was just, but, but also, like, you know, I was like, I was very much just, like, my motivation was fully, like, I just need to see what happens. Like, it was this fascination. I was, like, watching a nature Curious. documentary, but it was, like, YouTube, you know? It was, like, yeah. it was like YouTuber parties because this was all new to me at the time. Anyway, we get there, uh, you know, like, go into the lobby, go up this elevator, and then we walk out in this hallway. And I'm, like, oh, there's, like, a like it almost felt like a hotel hallway, you know? There's apartment buildings where there's just so many mm -hmm. apartments. Anyway, that was, like, the first red flag. And then we open the door to the apartment and it is the, and I, and I, God, I, I like, and that's, that's like, you know, I'm not hating, not hating on anyone, but like, man, it was one of the like saddest places I'd ever walked. <laughs> I think it was, it had one bedroom and one bathroom, which once again, totally fine. Wasn't but it like man, a mattress on the floor? That's, that's it. The furniture is what really <laughs> sticks out to me. The bedroom was a mattress on the floor and the couch was uh, like, I, I actually don't, I, I think it, there was like one like $40 armchair and everyone else was just kind of like sitting on the ground because there were no chairs in this apartment. And I don't even think there was a TV from memory, like, or anything else. It was like a, a shell. And then we go, and, every, and like, the girls were immediately like, oh, man, we just got scammed hard. But they were like, you know what? We've come this far. They were like, oh, cool. Um, So where where's the uh, alcohol? And he was like, I got this half bottle of red wine. 
And it was just like, it was just immediately the... You guys were like, bro, where's the Gregorius? Oh my, yeah. Anyway, the, the night, and then I was, I was very quickly like, oh my God, this is just so like, I felt really bad, but like... Was everyone not like, dude, where's the penthouse now? I, but like, I think it, you don't want to be mean, right? You know, like, because like, but, but also no, like, but like, he fully played himself. Gaslit yeah. Yeah. He fully backed himself into this corner. Like, I don't know what he thought would happen. Like he would talk about all this crazy shit and then get there and it would just somehow mm. not be like, he would somehow magic a penthouse out of nowhere. Anyway, though, uh, that, um, like what a it, first experience. It, it wound down pretty quickly after that. It was kind of like, I, I think one of the girls like fell asleep on the floor and then i think zoe was like all right we're gonna go and like pick her up and went and then i, I was oh, like yeah okay this was uh this was an experience anyway i think he was did you ever see that guy again the streamer oh, no i don't think i've ever seen him again um i've seen his content <laughs> a few times haven't seen his content recently though uh but yeah that that was oh man that well, was people can guess if they think they know who it might be <sighs> yeah yeah you can but well... speaking of the on the night finesse i was gonna share a little story that happened not so long ago actually i'm not gonna be specific about what company's party it was because i still talk to and work with this company on a relatively <laughs> frequent basis and, and they definitely don't, want them don't to know you. that i did this and I don't want them to not work with me anymore. So I'm not going to say what company it was, but it was another A3 party. Yeah. And it was a big company that was holding a party that was meant to be amazing. Like a lot of these parties get in big music acts. Yeah. And, um, and anyway, this party, what we were saying earlier was the on the night finesse cannot be underestimated and i will count myself as a fairly good finessa like i can hustle stuff last minute i'm yeah. fairly confident usually in my ability and i consider whereas, myself like, a I veteran i consider myself a veteran of specifically the party finesse and i yes i have I, and i remember telling you because it was like everyone else had their invites to this party sorted grace was kind of last minute so it yes. was like and i was like you know what like just treat it as if you're going because i have never not seen the hustle especially considering uh that you were kind of with a group of people who were like you know relatively like high up the party chain it was yes. like there's absolutely it was no ironic way. because i had spent the past week getting in everyone else's names on and, the list in and my forgotten role your own. as like a manager and forgot my own but there had been a series of events that meant that this party was harder than ever to get into and the on the day finesse was made extremely difficult because they had a very strict rule that the guest list was going to be finalized 48 hours before the party yeah. and we were speaking to people at this party that were very high up at the company like the highest of the high like if you think that there was anyone that would be able to get someone on the list these people were like i'm so sorry there's literally nothing we can do it's like a security yeah. thing it's a company policy we actually just can't. And a bunch of other people had tried. They had also failed. And I, I just want to stress that this was not a party that you could get into easily. No. More so, it wasn't just that your names had to be on the list. It was like you were emailed a code or something. Like there was something more to it that was like an extra layer of security or something. People people's names were pre-scanned as security tests because they really didn't want anything to yeah. go wrong at this party. I was out for dinner with everyone that was going to the party before. 
And it was just like, at this point, I was close to the point of just being like, look, it's just not going to happen. It's okay. There's been a hundred other parties I've been able to go to. It's totally fine. It's not a big deal. And I went back to the hotel room. I got as far as going back to the hotel room. And then I think someone messaged me and they were like, no, it's really great. Come down here and we're going to make it work. I was like, okay, no worries. There's also wristbands to this story. That was the other element that was difficult. Everyone had wristbands. So (laughs) it was made furthermore even difficult a lot of times what people will do is they'll try and get like a pass out and then come back in and i think Uh, there was some sort of mechanism around this which was also really difficult you also needed photo id of like a passport because yeah yeah, the desperate play if you couldn't get someone in was you go into the party you make sure it's classic play you make sure your wristbands on loose (laughs) and then you go in and you get the loose wristband off one friend you go out pretending like you need to you know do a phone call and then you meet up with that friend give them the wristband from the person who's already in there and then the new person goes in this party was different because also the security was so tight you needed a wristband in addition to they would id check your name off a list as you walked through so it was kind of like yes. man the the usual plays just can't play weren't gonna work no nah. weren't gonna work it required a pro level of <laughs> of, of getting in there Anyway, so basically what we did is I, they also had security literally walking around the perimeter of this party. So they were scoping out people that were like acting sus around it. I got dropped off in an Uber a block down the street. I'm like sneaking behind cars. I'm like walking behind things. I'm usually a very honest person. So this is new to me. I don't like feeling as though I'm trying to sneak one behind anyone, but you know, you got to do what you got to do. And I knew I was safe. I'm not going to like do anything bad at the party. I then had an accomplice come out of the party. I'm also not going to throw this person's name under the bus because they're also a very high profile person uh, in the public eye that also does work with this company very frequently. She comes out. It needed to be a girl because I needed to use her ID. I'm not going to say anything more than this, but we just don't look alike. Straight up, we really do not look alike. Elliot, verify me. Look, Back me you up here. are both female people. And that's hair. about as good as it gets in terms yeah. of collaboration. Yeah, <laughs> look, you're, like one thing I'll say is your hair. And, and also, you know what the thing is? A guy can't get away with that. With a girl, it's like you no. guys put on makeup. You're a different human being. Like, you, at least There's like- There's at least a foot difference in height as okay, well. Okay, yeah. But, but look, regardless, your ID doesn't show she, your height. <laughs> she somehow got a spare wristband. Someone like slid one off their wrist that was on loosely. She brings it out and- says she's going for like a smoke break or whatever, or like needs a pass out for five minutes. She needs to like call her mom or something. I don't know. We meet around the corner. She gives me the, um, the wristband and she gives me her ID. This is where it got a little bit dodgy. She then proceeds. She has someone else's fake ID as well. Well, it's not a fake ID. It's just someone else's ID. So she goes back in the line and she's like, hey, it's me. I'm just coming back in again. They're like, yep, check your ID. She's got a wristband and she's got her other friend's ID that's actually already in the party. This is so convoluted. Five minutes later, I come in, I've got my wristband and I've got her ID because her name's on the list. And I was like, hey, I just stepped out a few minutes ago, like coming back in. And it worked, guys. It worked. It was the biggest finesse we've pulled off 
And I got in and it was funny because I know so many people there. Everyone was like, oh, hey, Grace, like, what's up? Like, good to see you. I was like, (laughs) people from the company were like, hey, like, nice to see you. I guess assuming that someone else had got me in somehow. Anyway, it was a great night. There was a very big music act playing there. um, And that was... Yeah, only about eight that was ago. That was one time where I was like, you know what? I'm glad it worked out. But I remember like halfway through that hustle just being like, man, like, is it really worth it? We could just go to a bar. Like, it's but it's like, it's though. a it's game. Like, it is a game. It's like the stubbornness of being like, I will not be turned away. <laughs> or even if I am yes. turned away, I will get past you. <laughs> and it's weird though, because when, okay. you're, when you're trying those finesses, last thing, I remember the thing I was really conscious of. I was like, we can't, you can't have too many failed attempts. So, for example, no. if we tried to get Grace in with the wristband and be like, oh, she forgot her ID, but this is my name on the list. Uh, and, like, I'm clearly over the age. Like, and that you, that gets pushed back, then they remember you. So, if you try yes. again with something that would be successful, they're like, wait a second. You know? So, you have to be... You've got one shot. You've got one shot yeah. to pull it off. Yeah. Yeah. And that was the start. <laughs> and it off, we did. And that was... So, now you've heard my first E3 party story and also Grace's, which was a couple of years later. But, uh, but Yes. But look, the point is the E3 hustle is real. And they're just the it's public so parties, man. They're just the parties that are, like, run by companies that have, like, yeah. media lists that they send invites to and coordinate it all properly. Then there's, like, the non-public parties. <laughs> So we're going to take it there now. And this was a party that we went to about, um, was this last E3? There was a couple of phase parties. It would have been two years ago. A couple of phase parties. So so this was the phase party. And basically how this day went is there was a pre-party that was phase and it was a bit more corporate, but there were a lot of creators there and they had it at this insane restaurant, this Japanese restaurant. They rented out the whole place that looks over LA. It was completely beautiful. It was amazing. And we're there, everyone's mingling. It's pretty low key at this point. It's early in the night. It's like 7 PM. It's, it's not like the getting loose time of the night yet. And everyone's pretty, everyone's pretty keeping their, keeping their stuff together. Don't you reckon? Like everyone yeah. was very composed. Yeah. And KSI and a bunch of the Sidemen guys were there from the UK, obviously. And this was about three months before the first KSI versus Logan Paul fight. And he, I don't think he was drinking really. Or maybe he was, I don't know. Mm. But it was it was a low key point. And then suddenly, do you want to take it from here? I, I just remember there being, because I was mostly chatting with like the Simon guys because they were the ones I knew best. But yeah, then I remember uh, Logan Logan Paul rocked up out front with like an entire entourage. Posse. Posse, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then he uh, came into the lobby and him and him and JJ had their first face-off, which... And he was just chanting, he was chanting JJ's name. He was like, JJ... JJ and everyone like suddenly realized what was happening and like there was this whole kerfuffle and suddenly like KSI is like running up to the door and they're doing this big face off and it was one of those moments where I looked over and I was like where are we and what world are we in right now where we have two YouTubers facing off in this beautiful Japanese restaurant looking over LA (laughs) it is one of those weird things right where there's so much stuff you see online all the time then when you see it in person you're like oh yeah like this is 
don't know. It's like, it's not good or bad. It's just like weird being like, oh yeah, this is actually like a real life thing that happens, you know, like not just through the internet. Yeah, definitely. Like so much of this stuff I think you see is like YouTube drama or, and you forget that there's real people that are there. Yeah. And anyway, that was a thing. Nothing happened. I think there was like a little bit of a scuffle, but it was really more of like a, I don't know, man-to-man face-off. I don't really get the point of that anyway. Was it yeah. like an intimidation tactic? I don't know. The whole, the whole like, face-off stuff, I, I think that's what it is. It's, I mean, it's, it's, it creates media. I think it's supposed to intimidate the other one, but it, it, each one thinks that they're the best so much that I don't think it really <laughs> achieves anything. Um, yeah. <laughs> I don't so know. So that it's was weird. the pre-phase party. Yeah. And then it was time for the after party. What's that song? What's that reference? Yeah, but like, it's like a big after party, right? Like it's, it's a big after party. It's I like would the say whole more phase people are going to the after party than the pre party. Yeah, yeah. But anyway, and this like, was at the phase house. Yeah. So this one you had to uh, meet out outside of like that. It was to be fair. One thing I will absolutely give phase is they are like really well organized house parties. Like they, when FaZe does a house party, they like, they do it right. They have mm-hmm. like, like a ton of security at the door. Um, you don't even actually drive to the house. You're supposed to like go like meet where they have this like constant rotation of buses where you start by signing an NDA. So, uh, you know, I don't know if we're allowed to talk about any of this. We might have to exclude some details. So that was um, the craziest thing. Yeah. They didn't want to give out the address. So there was year one where they did give out the address and then year two, they clearly had a bit more security concern and they directed you to go to this sort of nondescript car. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Car park in the middle of West Hollywood. Yeah. You turn up at the car park and there's like a picnic table set up and there's a guy there that's like, is your name on the list? Yeah. That was step one of getting through the is your name on the list. Suddenly they're throwing an NDA in front of your face and you're like, oh, like, where am I going? Like, here I am. I think it's just like a normal Wednesday night. Like we're yeah. going to a party and you're getting given an NDA. Oh, yeah. Again, I realize the irony of talking about this party, given that they did make Look, we're only talking about everything we say <laughs> is actually not about that party. It is about a hypothetical other party that we went to a week later. That's, that's, the, exactly. that's what we're saying. Um, but yeah, then you, but then I you, did think it was get... pretty crazy in the first place that they make you sign an NDA. I think it's, I think it's smart though, because it's just like, it's just like a good way to be covered. So if anything bad did happen, they actually have the yeah. grounds to be like, Hey, you know, and you know what? I don't even know if like, even though NDA is what they're pretty much never binding. Right. Like it, you know what? One thing I'll say about an NDA instantly sets up a cool vibe for the party right yes like, oh it's an nda kind Anything of party eh? <laughs> <laughs> anyway though like i, I mean yeah the, the the cool thing about the phase parties is because um 
the, the weird thing is with the, the more corporate business parties is that they're very hit or miss. It's a hard vibe to hit. An E3 party is a hard vibe to hit because you need to, you want to make it fun, but also a lot of the time, uh, you know, a lot of the people that get invited because it's a media event, you know, YouTubers are at E3, obviously that's the more side we're telling, but mm -hmm. a lot of the people there are just media or they're gamers, that kind of thing. So like, for example, one of the downsides that the Monster Cat Party always had is it could be a, a kind of like 50-50 weird vibe where, um, you know, on they have this like epic club with the craziest DJs. And I feel like it, the parties would either go, they could go either way, either year. And I feel like they almost are changing who they invite now to try and fix that. But, um, you know, you could have like half the time, like a bunch of just really like, you know, people who aren't really like, the club you know they, they, they don't they don't really want to go clubbing yet they wanted to go to the party so they're in a club with a dj who's doing a club set and it can just kind of be weird because instead of a dance floor you just got a bunch of people like standing around sipping on drinks but yeah. the phase party is one where it's a house party um you know there's no media going it's all kind of it, it's all clout it's youtubers and subscribers it was a and Instagrammers. Hot pot. Yeah, exactly. You go there and you're like, oh, I know that person. Oh, yeah, that guy. Oh, she's on Instagram with like 10 million followers. Like everyone at these parties is big because it is a LA Hollywood Hills house party with NDAs. And it's so funny because you get to this party, right? You walk through the door and and you're with all these people that are YouTubers or Instagrammers or whatever it is themselves. And everyone's trying to play it cool. But at the same time, everyone is fangirling. Like yeah. we're at this party and it's like, oh yeah, chat, chat, chat. But like side eye and then someone's whispering in the, in the next person's ear. And it's like, did you see that David Dobrik just turned up with Wiley Reed? Yeah. And you're like, <laughs> like and you're like. wearing a Pornhub backpack. <laughs> yeah. And you're like, and you're like, it's fine. It's fine. Play cool. Play cool. Everything's cool. You know? And like, you're acting yeah. like you don't want to go up to David Dobrik and be like, I love you. But also you yeah. kind of do. But also it's a party. So yeah. you have to play it cool. Yeah. And it's, and it's like, everyone is trying to play it cool and at the same time you're surrounded by all of these creators or youtubers that you've probably watched yeah. for the last however many years like i remember we were there and it was after the mr beast shoot and and um we were at the face house that was another party actually and um i remember i was with one of the boys and they were like oh my god jimmy's here like mr beast is here <laughs> and jimmy was just chilling like he's probably feeling the same way or like yeah. I don't know, not really that phased, but it's just so funny when you're in an environment where, you know, these are relatively socially popular people that are also surrounded by people that they are fans of as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, exactly. I think it's 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 always weird. I remember also being like, man, if there's someone I want to talk to, I really hope that someone I know goes and talks to them. So then I can like casually segue in with the person I know. Hoping You're hoping that someone that you know goes and talks to them and then you'll like casually segue in and be like, oh, John, how are you? Hi, I'm uh, Elliot. What, what's that? Da David? Dobra. Oh, I, I I may have seen one of your videos. Oh, cool. You know, it's like whatever, man. Like, whatever. yeah, I make videos too. It's like whatever. But at the same time, there are these people, and it's like David knows that you know who he is. He doesn't yeah. need to be like, "Hey, I'm David." He's like, "Hey, David," as like a nicety, but he's probably like, "Yeah, man, you know that's who I like am. the level, right? Like, I, like that's the level that like I don't think I'm ever gonna hit. But there's that level where it's like you know, someone at a party be like, "Oh, I know your stuff." I'd be like, "Oh, cool," but. I don't think I'm ever going to be at that level where I can walk into a party and be like, 
everyone here who knows who the fuck they're talking to you know like yeah. they know who i am it's like nah you probably but don't watch there were some videos. funny stories that night like i think it got lit very quickly there were definitely people like i remember there was this very iconic youtube couple that i knew and then they definitely hadn't announced that they'd broken up or anything because the guy was there hooking up with like three different instagram models on the night yeah um there was like a lot of loose things and i think you see the people that are really there for the clout and then you see people that are literally just chilling like i know i would actually like, say yeah like it's like there is like weird stuff going on but it wasn't like actually insane in terms of like you know it's not like it's just like a bunch of you know instagram guys making out with instagram girls everywhere all over the couch right like it, it's actually like most of the time because even though even though there's a really diverse invite list of people there um, you know, like there was like Tammy Hambrough, like you said, like Riley Reid, like all yeah. the, whoever other Instagram people, like most of the people there are still people more from like the YouTube gaming industry, where it's just like, you know, they're just chilling. They're having a beer, chatting, like probably having a few too many beers, but, um, yeah. but yeah, like it was, it's a good, it's a good party. Um, there was bloody Keemstar that got into a fight that night. Do you oh, remember that? yeah. Bro, if there's one guy I'm not getting into a physical altercation with, it's Keemstar. Because, Holy shit. god damn, man, like, you may win the fight, but you will lose the war. <laughs> like, so true. I don't... Another funny story that happened um, was... I believe this was the night that I met Azzy, Azzy Land, who's obviously like a very yeah. successful YouTuber. And she knew you already as well. Yeah. And she went up to you at one point and she was like, Elliot, Elliot, like I met the most amazing girl. Like you'd really love her. Like you should definitely meet her. And then I turned around and you turned around and she was like, this is Grace. Like Grace, this is Elliot. And you just yeah. looked at Azzy and you were like, what? You're like my sister? <laughs> and you... And as he just had no idea that we were siblings and obviously had known each other our whole life. Yeah. <laughs> so that was very funny. Um, I yeah. don't know. What else happened that night? Uh, I mean, like, honestly, other than, yeah. I mean, like, there was just, like, the general party vibes. Like, you'd see almost every guy at the party being like, oh, my God, that's Riley Reed," And, you know, kind of, like, <laughs> awkwardly, like, wandering around her. Um, but also... Yeah, and then I mean, ultimately, it it did get it. I remember there was a helicopter, and it got shut down. <laughs> oh, it got shut down so early. Honestly, that would be the recurring theme at every phase party, and I think we've been to like three of the big ones now. Yeah, everything gets shut down early, like yeah. relatively early. It's not like these parties are going till four a.m. I feel like it gets to maybe like one, and suddenly there's a helicopter overhead, and everything is shut down. The police like literally raided and were like, everyone must leave now. Yeah. Yeah, and I actually remember. And that house I, I think in the there, middle of bloody nowhere. There must be like some yeah, and the thing was like when they were like leave now, they literally had blocked off the road with cop cars, like I reckon a kilometer down the road. This is like because it, it goes yeah. up like a windy road into the hills, and everyone at that party had to just walk down this giant mountain, and there was this like oh endless God. stream of Ubers at the bottom. Oh my God! It was a shit show. You know the it was weird. A shit show. You know, the weirdest thing, as I was walking down, like trying to find my Uber, there was this guy who put his window down. He was like, he was like, oh, did they shut the party down? And I was like, yeah. And he was like, oh, damn. I was, and he just started telling me this whole story. Apparently he'd driven 
all the way out there because he'd heard a party was happening. Apparently, this is something that people do in LA. Like what? they they hear like a VIP house party is going on, and they will go out to it with the goal of trying to sneak in, hoping it's like a celebrity party. So he was under the impression for some reason that this was like a Justin Bieber party, and oh he had driven all the way out there to try and sneak in. Okay, so the next little story we're going to take it to is the Dan Bilzerian story. The that non we have. the non E3 parties. Yeah, I feel like we've we've had a good coverage <laughs> of all the parties that happen at E3 in LA. In LA, like all those ones that go down, but every now and again, um and ironically, I don't know why. Actually, I do know why we did it at this time, but also at the same time, man, with the fatigue, I don't know why we did this. But after you've been in LA for five days, going to every E3 party under the sun, staying out until 4am at a phase house party where everyone's drinking way too much and you wake up the next morning feeling like death, for whatever reason, when I say we do this every year, I mean, we've done it two years. We're like, okay, you know what? We've got everyone in one place, you know, like a lot of YouTubers who we're all friends, we all play online, but we don't get to actually see each other in person that much. Um, we're going to like, and you know what? LA is kind of close to Vegas. Let's do Vegas. So for the two last two years after E3, uh, we would book a, um, private jet, a bit of an indulgence and go, little cheeky PJ. but you know, it's like a 40 minute flight. So as far as PJs go, you know, this is probably the cheapest PJ experience you're going to get. And we would jump on a PJ. Yeah, I would say Everyone's going to make it look good for the gram, but no one's really taking PJs at any other time of the year. No, it's like no. relatively, I don't want to say affordable because it's definitely not. It's definitely like a once a year treat thing, but it's it's as far as getting a private jet goes, getting a private jet from LA to Vegas, it's like a 40 minute flight. Yeah. You take it with like 15 people on the plane. It's It's not... And you know that, what I would that. say, and you know what it's, yeah, it's, it's extravagant, but I would say it's maybe, you know, if you were to book a, a business class ticket on a commercial airline from LA to Vegas, it's probably about double the cost of that per person. So when you yeah. do, if, if we managed to fill the plane up and divide the cost by everyone, it was not like, it's not like you're forking out a hundred grand anyway. No. Look, the point Still is it's so extravagant. Fun. Yeah, very, very fun, very extravagant. It's like a cool little thing to look forward to once a year. And we would and we would catch uh, the plane from LA to Vegas, which once again, in hindsight, like doing Vegas after E3 is crazy. Ambitious kind of. It's, it's ambitious <laughs> because it's kind of like running a marathon and then being like, oh my God, I want to go swim the English Channel. You know, it's like, no, yeah. you've, just, you've just run a marathon, maybe have a bit of a chill and then go do the next thing. Anyway, though, that's what we did. Um, and yeah, long story short, most of the time when you when you book a jet, there's like basically all the people that own these jets, they probably use them like once or twice a month. The rest of the time, they rent them out. So it's kind of like they have these services where you go to somebody like, hey, I need a jet, 15 people going LA to Vegas this day. You pay them, they sort it all out. They get, they get one of the planes that someone's not using and then, you know, you fly in it. Anyway, long story short, we, this is like the day uh, as we were leaving E3, we kind of all met up at the hotel. Everyone's chucked their bags in these like three Uber XLs and we head off to the airport. I booked the jet. So they yeah. confirmed prior what jet we were getting. I was like, okay, cool. Yeah. Like didn't really mean anything to me, whatever. Some random tail number. Anyway, we, uh, as, cause Grace, Grace and my car was slightly behind. As we're like going to the airport, like I remember Lockie puts in the, in the group chat that we had, he was like, bro, we got Dan Bilzerian's jet. And I was like, and I was like, and Grace was like, no, 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 we didn't. Like, I confirmed it. And I was like, oh, he's probably just getting confused. 
We rock up. Look at the tail of the jet. It's bloody, it's Dambulzarian's jet. The one that I've seen in a thousand Instagram stories and that I've seen 50 different European models posed in front of and inside of. Um, yeah. And it was also and we rock pilot. up and we're like, holy shit. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> and we get in there and we're like checking the Instagram. We're like, this is definitely his jet. Yeah, this lines up. So we up. get on board and it was it's bloody fun. Like you literally get on board and you just start drinking. And I I don't know, we were playing poker. The whole thing came out. We had such a good group of people as well. We had like Vic, Azzy, Jordy, um, Lannan, Lachlan. Like we had the whole gang and it was just such a bloody good time. Anyway, as we're, as we're taking off, well, not as we're taking off, but before we're taking off, I'm like being the mum of the group as I usually am. And I'm talking to the pilot and I'm like, oh, how's your day going? Like, is this what you do like full time? Are you always on this jet or are you on other jets? He's like, no, I'm on Dan's jet full time. And then he just like looks at me straight in the face, pauses. And like in the most somber term, he's like, I've seen some shit. Here. <laughs> <laughs> I, was like, I was like, oh my God. And he said, he was like, he was like, yeah, he was like, wouldn't want to put a wouldn't want to put a blue light to these couches in here. I was like, oh my god! So I'm like sitting down, like looking around me, like in, in his a- defense, <laughs> I don't think I don't think he made the blue light comment. I remember like me like making the blue light comment to him and him kind of being like, yeah, you know, like like knowing nod. Um, and he was like explaining. He was like, see these seats. He's like, they all turn into a full bed. He's like, the whole plane can just turn into a full bed. I was yeah. like. Oh my god! For the people at home, if you don't know who Dan Bilzerian is, um, Google I don't him. have much to say. Just except Google him. Like, Google him. Look him up on Instagram. He's yeah. got like thirty-five million followers, and he's just known for being—I don't even know what you'd say—like Play- the Candyman, Playboy, the Playboy, the ultimate Playboy. Yeah. yeah. Um. Anyway, that was a bloody fun trip to Vegas. Yeah, Vegas. I remember. Non- I remember Vegas is just one of those weird things where you realize that every club you've ever been to, every party experience you've had is just nothing. Subpar. It's just subpar. You know, like in Australia, if you go to a club and you order a bottle, like, you know, someone brings it out and they've got some like sparklers coming out of the top and they're like, here you go. And then like, they go. In Vegas, you order a bottle. A woman comes down from the... I'm not even exaggerating here. A woman comes down from the goddamn ceiling, like, spinning on a trapeze, like, drops you this bottle of Dom. And then, like... In a full sequin outfit. In, like, a full sequin outfit. And then, like, a a freaking drum brigade comes in and starts, like, playing a song in time with the club beat. And then, like, I remember this pink car rocked up that had, like, a bottle nested in the pink car all in the middle of the club. And then you would be like, I remember being like uh because we were like we had a table and i remember going to like uh, a guy who's like an awesome guy who helps us um you know sort tables out there all the time it's like oh like can you point me to where the bathroom is he was like he was like oh you need to you need to go to the bathroom and i was like yeah yeah i just don't know he's like behind the table he's like he was like with me and like literally like grabs me and is just starts going through the crowd like get out of the way like clearing through like parting the seas through this dense nightclub crowd and then, like, gets to the bathroom and there's this line of, like, 40 people because it's a nightclub. And he just straight, like, goes straight past the entire line, opens this secret door, and there's, like, a secret, like, toilet. <laughs> and I was like, I was like, holy shit. This is insane. <laughs> I was like, this is, it's... like, 
if there's so one thing funny. I take away from Vegas clubs, it's that VIP toilet experience. That's what that's what more places <laughs> need. It's so funny though, because back on the process of getting your drinks at a club when you have a table, the process to actually get your drinks is so extravagant that it's quite overwhelming. Yeah. And if you're not already drunk, it's really intense. Yeah. You're just like, holy shit, this is too much attention. This is just way too much. I need to be drunk to like process what is going on right yeah. now. So it's I love like it. you're you, waiting for the I drinks, remember, but like, at the same time, you're like, holy shit, I need a shot even to just get through this process yeah. for the next five minutes. But I remember like, <laughs> like just sitting there, like as the bottles are arriving, and you're just like sipping on your vodka and there's like all these girls <laughs> dancing around you in like a drum brigade and you're just there and you're like, haven't actually had the drinks yet but um like mom come pick me up <laughs> yeah literally it's uh it's it's a lot too much some other shit happened that night that was pretty intense but i feel like i don't know if, if it's probably going to be stories for another Which night podcast, was that? i feel uh the lannan on the the, the passport stories <laughs> oh yeah <laughs> Yeah. I feel like that's another. That's another. That's another. I don't podcast. know. Is it though? Okay. I guess it's kind. Of, we can save that. We'll Gotta... save. It. We'll save. You can't. Can't give the people everything in one go. Yeah. Yeah. But long story short, I remember the first year I went and did that whole Vegas thing. It was like crazy, best, most mind blowing experience. I remember the second time we did it. I don't know what it was. I think I'd just gone a little bit more aggressive on the E3 because I remember getting to Vegas and my entire body just being like i can't i can't do this right now there's even a great video of like uh, of us in the club um and like and there's like you know like steve aoki like up on stage like dropping beats and then like the camera pans oh over God. and it's just me like in the chair in the middle of this nightclub as bottles are being delivered just like and then someone's like okay, elliot we're gonna need to dig up some we're gonna need to dig up the footage and, and like, someone's photos. like someone's like elliot and i'm just like I just if you want to see it when this when this episode goes live we'll post it on our stories or something yeah, um, yeah but definitely definitely look at that and then the last night that we're going to talk about on this podcast is one of the most unforgettable nights of my life and it was a night that happened in new york after the Fortnite world cup i don't know how that place July. is legal and this was a night at a place called the box and if you are over 21 club. If you are over 21 and you are in New York or you go to New York, I I want to say I recommend it. Uh, you will be traumatized, but you will not forget it. It will be an unforgettable night of your life. That yeah. is for sure. So the backstory on this is we actually had a family holiday like the week before we were in New York for the World Cup. And me, Elliot, our sister Ilsa, and a couple of my friends were there. And we had been recommended to go to the box, which we did. So we went to the box and I can't say anything, but it was the most hectic night of our lives. I would say it was like definitely the craziest club night we've ever had. Basically what happens at the box is it starts at like 1am, right? Yeah. So we'd gone out for dinner before, we'd got drinks before, we'd turn up and it's really hard to get into this club as well. We, we had bought a table before, which is definitely an expensive way to go, but we had heard that it was a really unique night. We were like, whatever, let's do it. So we get in there finally and it's like an old cinema. It's very small, it's very intimate. It's quite like ornate. 
and um, we had a little booth like quite close to the front of the stage. Yeah. And keep in mind that the first night we went, there was only like maybe five or six of us that went that night. And we had a pretty big amount of like, like the way that a table works is you pay a certain amount of money and then you get to drink that amount of money in alcohol. But because we yep. only had five or six people, it was like, there's no way we're going to get through the like three or four grand that the, the table co- cost. Yep. The show starts. So basically it's a club, but then they have a show in three different acts. The show starts. And I vividly remember in the first 10 seconds, me and Ilsa just immediately locking eyes with each other and being like, we need about four more shots to like be at the level that we need to be. Yeah. I remember being like, oh man, like I don't want to get too drunk. I want to actually be able to like enjoy what's going on here. Like first act comes out. I was like, tequila right now. <laughs> like like so basically me. we had a wild night this night and we were like okay we know that all of our friends are coming back in a couple of weeks we need to book this again for all the like the youtube yeah. gamer gang i can't believe i just said the word gamer gang anyway um so we've had a big night of the world cup we've organized this table and we were like guys come it was literally the whole australian crew i think we had a bunch of other people we had Ali and Claire from the UK, Ali A, and, and his beautiful girlfriend, Claire, who I'm not sure if... Um, Our fiance, I'm really actually. sorry, Claire. I just... Fiance! Um, yeah, I don't know. She was just way too pure and beautiful for that place. And I hope that she forgives coming along and she actually likes the Aussies still. <laughs> yeah, I think... I, I believe anyway, she had to tap out. <laughs> <laughs> we get there and it was just probably the wildest night ever. Within the first half hour, I'd gone down to the bathroom and had witnessed a foursome happening. I, I just remember being. Oh yeah, because that's the weird like, thing, right? Like the club, like the club is crazy, <laughs> but the biggest thing is like the people who go there are equally crazy. Like there's some people, I would say 20% of the audience there are like like us, people who have like heard about this thing called the box and like, oh, okay, let's go see what it is. But I swear there is like a hardcore group of people who are just absolute like party lifestyle like popping pills like absolutely oh wild people who go there all the time and yeah and yeah yeah your bathroom foursome was so i went down to the uncommon. bathroom there's like two couples going into a stall but the stall door is open it's just all very loose and suddenly like a guy and a girl are kissing then the other guy and a girl are kissing then suddenly everyone's kissing They're and i remember i was just like what what am I looking at? Sorry, what? Then on the way out, I was offered cocaine by the man that was manning the door to the bathroom. Like he worked at the club and was like on the way out. He was like, do you want some coke? I was like, excuse me? I was like, no. I was like, don't, don't you work here? Like, didn't you just offer me like a towel to like dry my hands? <laughs> he's like the towel guy. He's like, it's like, here's your towel and your cocaine and ecstasy with that. <laughs> literally it was so wild yeah anyway everyone the the show that goes on here i think it's meant to be a thing where it's like what happens at the box stays at the box they have a very strict no camera rule i did hear i think cody co went and i heard him talk about it on his podcast so i feel like if cody talked about it and it was okay then we can like touch on it a little bit but basically it's a show that is like part acrobatics dancing there's a lot of nudity. Aggressive circus stuff. Very 
Yeah, but it's like yes. everything. I remember it like opened with like a dancing singing act with this incredible singer who was doing this crazy performance. They're very talented. Yeah, really, really talented. And then there would be stuff like sword swallowing and you're like, oh, okay, it's like turning up an notch. And it's like, maybe the sword swallower is like not wearing a top and you're like, oh yeah, a bit aggressive, I guess, like whatever. And then like next second, there's like a person, like the, the curtain raises and there's someone masking taped to a chair with like blood coming out of their mouth and you're like what the hell's going on and they it's just oh my god i yeah. actually i actually don't want to go into the details of what happened no but suffice to say <laughs> it was like you're watching it and like i i am i will not say this about anything else i watched it and i was like how is this fucking legal like how can you yes. legally do this like I think it's place. definitely not legal in some places. In They're, Australia, it's 100% illegal. What you, went on. Oh my God, you could not just. Then they're pouring champagne down your throat. Like the people that work there are literally there with no magnum bottles of champagne, like yeah, pouring it normally down. Normally, bottle service is you go to the person, you're like, oh, could I get a vodka orange? And they'll like pour the vodka and pour the orange. This place was like, you order a champagne, and the like, and the table lady is like, lie down there. And she literally had people like lying down on the couch, and then she was like, sitting over the top of them, pouring champagne into their mouth yeah. on like a cycle. Like it... I had a man dancing with me in a teddy bear costume that was not a teddy bear. Anyway, it was a whole thing. Um, but it was definitely probably one of the wildest, funnest nights. No, it is the, it's the wildest night of the, I, don't, yeah. I don't know if that could be, I don't think there is any legal way to have a crazier night than what that place is. <laughs> and, and like you said, not even totally legal, I'm sure. No, a hundred percent not. I think they did have one in a, in London that was shut down because of the shenanigans. Yeah. Anyway, I feel like that probably wraps up some of the craziest stories. We've definitely got a bunch of stories. And if you guys like this episode, we're happy to talk about it a little bit more. So we did get one question from, um, from someone that, that was a good one, I think. And I'm keen to get your thoughts on it, but it is, is there an unspoken what happens in Rome stays in Rome agreement between creators at parties? Nah, what do you think? I don't think so. No? No. I feel like everyone's respectful that people are off though. Like you've oh, definitely yeah, yeah, seen yeah. creators no, no, there no. that are like very family friendly online and then they're there and they're like doing yeah. coke. Yeah, the, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, like 100%. Like, okay, like, we're not going to, like... Yeah, people aren't going to go and, like, Snapchat someone doing something like that. But I would say that, like, to the, to a gossip degree, like, people will still talk. But, yeah, they're not yeah. going to go and put it on their story and, like, publicly No, I think there's definitely someone. an understanding that when someone's, like, at a party, they're not yeah. on the clock. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Okay, I feel like, was there anything else you wanted to add? Or I feel like that's a pretty good place to leave it for this no, one. I think the box is a very good full stop note to end it on. You really can't get any bigger than that. No, I if really... You highly recommend And I'm not even going to try and... wild night out. I'm not even going to try and describe it because it just would undersell the experience. <laughs> All right. Um, I think that wraps it up then. Remember to subscribe to the podcast on whatever app you're watching it on. Um, thank you guys so much for watching. Be sure to leave us any suggestions in the comments below of other topics that you want us to talk about. And we will see you guys next week. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. 
Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.